everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your Twilight phase. Maya did a new dance today. <laughs> that Tried was to a do kind of like a miniature wave. I like it, into... a one person wave. Yeah. Okay, imagine that there's somebody right next to me. Yeah. This is horrible for an audio medium. What we used to do a lot in like middle and high school is we do this little like arm thing and then your elbow ends up on their shoulder and then you go like this. Wow, you really can't. Couldn't say that. Okay. We weren't doing anything that cool. Okay. Pill is a person, so it's Uh really can't. I'm gonna cut all this. Oh, I I got it. And then you're you you bop your hand over their shoulder. It's like a smooth hand over the. I mean, it's not that smooth, but it's smoother in. With a real person totally. next to you instead of a yeah. pillow. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, how are you guys? <laughs> Melissa, how was California? California, California girl. was good, um, except for the heat wave part. <laughs> I went to Santa Barbara to visit my two college friends who had a baby recently. Oh, baby. Um, Ruby, hi Ruby. Ruby, <laughs> that's a cute why name. You would be listening to this, but hi. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Yeah, maybe she's maybe like years in the future. And she's like, my Ruby's favorite. in her twilight phase. Yeah, exactly. Oh my mom God. is like, God, we're Wait, time you know? traveling, talking to you her. You know who loves Twilight? Oh Auntie my Melissa. God. Okay, that is the plan. Shit. We are on anyway. season forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ruby. Um, but in Santa Barbara, apparently it's like seventy-five degrees um every day of the year. But they just had a heat wave while I was there, so it was a hundred yeah. degrees. And That's too many uh, degrees. My friends don't have air conditioning in their oh. house because they don't need it generally. <laughs> so it was hot. Um, but otherwise, San uh, California is beautiful. Um, there was lots of plants I'd never seen before. <laughs> New plants. <gasps> Exciting. So, I've only ever been to the northern part of California, oh. like San Francisco. And so the southern part is very different. It is. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it kind of feels like an alien. I place. apparently did not know where San Francisco is. <laughs> Let me look this up. What? It's what just like in me? the middle. And it's like a totally different climate. Have you ever, yeah. have you been to California, Maya? Um, yes, and I have been to San Francisco, but I was a baby. Um, okay. we stayed at the hotel where Some Like It Hot was filmed, that, like, old movie, and Bill Clinton was there at the same time, and my mom (laughs) held me up to the window like I was Simba, and I waved to him. No, how have I never heard this story What an incredible 90s story. (laughs) That's a great 90s story. Wait, did Bill Clinton wave back? I don't believe that he saw me. disappointment oh well yeah san francisco is it's deeply just, not where i thought yeah just like <laughs> up there and then you know sandy was like way down there what was i thinking i mean maybe I mean, you were confusing it with like la i don't know what you were thinking i mean california is a mystery you know it's far away from here i mean california maybe i'm confusing it's that humongous. story with san diego oh that's those are very different places very different. san diego is way far south and it's fucking hot that's all i remember about san diego <laughs> I went to the zoo there. It was a great zoo. Oh, I've heard about their zoo. Great zoo. I was a child. I was a small child, but. Yeah, it was in San Diego. Uh, (laughs) San Francisco. I've never been to San Francisco. Well, now we know. You've never been to San Francisco. San Francisco is very cool. I've only been there for like two days. It it has a very Brooklyn vibe to it. Mm -hmm. San Francisco. Mm -hmm. That's what people say about Fishtown in Philadelphia. Listeners, Ooh. we've been looking at houses. Oh, I've been to Fishtown. Everybody is like, like, go to Fishtown. Like, it's really cool, up and coming, and like trendy. It's a real Brooklyn vibe. And we got there, and we we're like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, would literally. I would say what are they talking about? Fishtown was like cool, but it wasn't. Was like it Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, it didn't feel <laughs> anything like Brooklyn. <laughs> it just felt like the rest felt of like Philadelphia is just like really patriotic and like old, and then Fishtown is just less that. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just mean, like, cool? Yeah. They just yeah. mean cool. And yeah. Like, cool. cool so some bars like on the same street. You're right. Yep, yep, but yep. San Francisco really did have very similar vibes to Brooklyn when I was there. 
Um, but it, I like I liked San Francisco, and I liked Santa Barbara. Besides the heat wave, if so it really been a hundred degrees. I've always considered myself, you know, a New Yorker, and even though I've been to California twice, always. Now, <laughs> yes like well because even no matter where you live in, in the country you're either this you're either like the new york city girl or you're like the california surfer girl i was neither know? well you okay. were a horse girl i was just a horse girl okay well so thanks, Melissa, but still though. you have an affinity for one over the other I was yeah neither. it's true i like didn't feel like called to california no, except neither. when i was watching zoe 101 um <laughs> obvious exactly <laughs> so i've never held an affinity for California, but I just went to Santa Barbara, and I was like, oh my god, it's beautiful here, and plus I can totally get behind 75 degrees every single day, except for this goddamn heat wave, so. Yeah. No, I was a, uh, I've always been a New England girl. Speaking of which, I'm very excited this weekend, I'm going home to go to my hometown town fair. That's so Stars Hollow of you. That's I'm very, so excited That's very New it. England. I'm gonna go to the oxen pole. Oh my I'm gonna god. look at the craft fair Ooh. competition. I I'm bet you're gonna see some, some good quilts. Pumpkins, like some awesome quilts, some pumpkins that some children have decorated very poorly. Close. I'm gonna eat some a, fried food. My family was close. I would absolutely still visit I mean, them as much as I already do. It's not that close. It's like five hours. To me, that's so close. I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're both um, a road trip or plane ride. Plane away, ride, yeah. So. A plane ride. And um, also, growing up, my grandparents lived three hours away, and we would just be hanging out, like, let's go visit Grandma and Grandpa. Let's, like, hop in the car. Let's go. You know, fun surprise for them. My like, parents yeah. were divorced almost my entire life, and they lived over an hour away from each other. <sighs> so, and that was a two trip a week. So yeah, that's far. Yeah. That, five hours that seems fine i was mean i also don't have a in car. between so you what was your school like in between their two houses no or was it like much closer to one no my i was uh i my mom was my primary guardian and that's also where i went to school was in dayton ohio but we went down to my I thought dad it was in like weekend. middletown for some reason um it's it was closer to middletown than it is cincinnati hmm. middletown is in between my mom and my dad. Okay. okay. Wow. Anyway. Do you remember, I can cut, I can cut this out, but do you remember when Touchdown Jesus caught on yep. fire? Yep. I knew exactly Don't where you were out. going. I need you, you said, to explain this. Do you remember, and we is, were talking about Middletown, I was is, like, she's going to talk about Touchdown Jesus. Is Touchdown Jesus something to do with Notre Dame? No, that's far away. No. No, it it's is to do with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it is a giant statue of jesus from his like from his chest up yeah and his arms were doing the touchdown yes and his face was like beautifically looking up Up. to the sky yeah Yeah. and so obviously he was touchdown jesus unofficially named touchdown jesus sure and Um, listeners you need to know that like however big you're imagining this statue it was so much bigger it's five times as big as you're imagining it (laughs) Yeah, it was taller than the building it was attached to. It like it's it, it was bigger than the church. This touchdown Jesus is okay. huge, and of course it wasn't. What was it made of? Styrofoam. <gasps> no. <laughs> so it got hit by lightning. Like, it got melt hit in the by rain? lightning, and it burned to the ground. <laughs> So touchdown Jesus just in flames. And I know people who once they heard that touchdown Jesus was a flame got in their cars and went to go. And like I have friends who have pieces of touchdown <gasps> Jesus. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I would pay a lot of money for a piece of touchdown Jesus. I think you can buy one on eBay right now. But also they re-authenticated a new Jesus statue and touched down Jesus's place and now he's the five dollar foot long Jesus. Why his hands are too close to <laughs> I together? His, his hands are no his hands are out he's like, like this. this. Like so instead of this, he's oh, doing yeah. this. Okay, out to the sides. Yeah. The like metal support that was the within touchdown Jesus, they just kinda like reconfigured. Right. So like that they just built and around now, it, but smaller. Now he has a giant lightning rod on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ohio. Crazy. Touchdown Jesus is my favorite Ohio story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a 
Okay, I'm trying to find a piece of Touchdown Jesus on yeah. eBay, but it, it sounds like it does also have something to do with Notre Dame. I don't... Maybe I didn't make that but up. But, like, maybe who they have would their give own up touchdown a piece Jesus. of Touchdown Jesus? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if Notre... I mean, Notre Dame is a football school and obviously a church school. It's a Jesuit school. So, like, it makes sense that they would have some kind also of... Also have their own Touchdown, own touchdown Jesus. Jesus. But, like... It's not the touchdown Jesus. Fair. Totally fair. Um, okay, well, anyways, uh, <laughs> should we read some listener letters? <laughs> yeah, yeah we definitely should. Uh, we have a lot of great ones, and we haven't really been reading them. Sorry, Ooh. listeners. So we're going to try to get through a bunch today. But, I mean, there are, like, so many good ones that we're not even touching. Also, I've kind of given up on writing back, um... I kind of gave up on it like two years ago and said <laughs> that I hadn't given up and yet I totally had. I like how uh, I still so. read the Tumblr every week, even though I haven't touched that in two years. You still read the Tumblr? Stop. What do you mean? I mean, I still put it Just in the credits. It. Why do I put oh, it in the credits? Oh, you mean it read it out loud? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we Just put the Twitter in there it. too, even though I don't tweet. So. Um, I want to shout out to Claire, who let us know via the Instagram that Claire, our episode was you. fucked up last week. Yeah, sorry to the 150 of you who listened to it wrong. Before just, Claire wrote in. Before Claire wrote in and told mention. us that it was Sorry for that up. two minutes where Maya was talking to herself. That was my fault, as you can tell from the credits at the end of the episode. I mean, maybe it, was on it me. wasn't that weird, because no one I, else it was pretty wrote weird. in. I mean, I listened to it once Claire gave us a heads up, and I was like, yeah, that's Maya talking to herself. And just, you can, like, hear the background noise of Maya's track for, like, 30 seconds with nobody responding to her. That's pretty funny, though. Maybe. Uh, and if I you mean, missed it, it's too late. It's, it's gone too late forever. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, it's been fixed. Hopefully, it's fixed everywhere. But, yeah, so thank goodness I checked the Instagram still. Yeah, so shout out. I thought you were going to give a shout out to yourself for what? still <laughs> running the Instagram, and I would have allowed it. I mean, yes. Shout out to me for having our only active social media. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I don't think we've read this one yet. This is from our pal, Andrea. It's from the beginning Hi, of August. Um, I'm just going to read that. this section and then tell me if I've already read it. And if so, I'll cut this out. <laughs> Now for the actual point of my email, but everything before your point was great. The listeners won't hear it, but we heard it, Andrea, so thank you. Smire, mom of three, wrote Twilight in the throes of early parenthood. I'm guessing that she realized that infants and little children are literal vampires. Seriously, they feed off you from the moment of conception, turn your body into something completely unrecognizable, then nearly kill you coming out. Then... They continue to drain you of physical resources for the first years of their life, and you're, supposed, and you're supposed to love everything about it, lest you be called a bad, selfish mom. Ooh. Hot take, Andrea. That Hot is take, and very correct. I had a lot of, so I just visited my friend Meredith, who was one of my roommates in college, and she just had her first baby, and she's like my first friend to have a baby. That's crazy. And so I was like, uh, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> All of them involving uh, your body and, <laughs> sure and how you're doing. Experience. Yeah, but like essentially, I was just like, I got I got some rundown on how like completely changed you are just by having a baby, and you know it's this email is resonating because they are like little vampires. But yeah. like oh, yeah. Ruby was so fucking yeah. cute though; she's so I cute. Know. I'd be like, you could wreck whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I that bachelorette party I went to there were two pregnant women um so I also I heard a lot about pregnancy and yeah it's it's wild I really wish that I could go back in time to set eighth grade religion class when I would frequently fight with my religion teacher over abortion uh <laughs> and one time she was like getting an abortion changes your body forever and I really wish I had thought of the comeback, like, so, so does, does pregnancy, pregnancy change your body? Giving at birth. All? <laughs> does pregnancy do anything to your body? I'm just wondering. <laughs> Abortion um, changes your body forever. Forever. I think what I said was, like, literally, so what? <laughs> 
being a parent changes your life forever. Yeah, you know what's more long-lasting? <laughs> Childbirth and parenthood. parenthood. Also, aging just happens to you anyway. <laughs> your body changes permanently throughout your lifetime. Throughout my life. Uh, anyway, thanks for writing in, Andrea. We love you. Um, next up... Our pal Bridget has written oh, Bridget. Bridget! And, like, there's great stuff in this email, but what I want to describe to you guys are the photos. We <laughs> oh have my God, she a very... Her, bro- her dog Brody. Melissa <gasps> remembers her dog Brody. Oh, my God, he's so much bigger. <gasps> Brody Was and a, a new cat, Storm. Wow. OMG. All now, you bodies. guys, only the Brody. OG listeners will remember. That's right. <laughs> Brody is a Dalmatian and Storm is black, so they're so cute together. Oh my god, that's adorable. It's so cute. Okay, thank you, Bridget. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> All right, next up, Dez. Hi, Dez. Oh, Dez. Dez has also sent us a picture of a cute cat. Yeah, buddy. Black cat. Our listeners know what we want. Yeah. Delivering the goods. Um. We Did Des have previ- anything to say about Mormonism? Let me check. Oh, is she a, is she our resident Mormon? Our resident ex Mormon does right. Yes. I think so. <laughs> Please correct us if that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see anything explicitly about Mormonism here. Um, however, Des does say. As a birth worker, this book and movie Mm. has had a huge impact on the pregnant population that grew up with this book. The idea that Carlisle would coerce or force Bella into an abortion is sadly reflective of the obstetric violence that occurs every day in the U.S. Mm. And yet, the takeaway from all the pregnant folks who mention it is fears around that horrific cesarean birth scene. Next point. I wish we could get this part of the book from Rosalie's point of view. I truly don't think she's as heartless as Stephanie likes to paint her through the eyes of her male narrators. She's in all but the tail end of the birth scene, but let's be honest, we could have done without the description of Edward ripping rhinoplasty out with his teeth. Yeah, we really could have. Imagine, we get fade to black for the sex scenes, but we get Edward ripping open Bella with his teeth. Cesarean by teeth. I yeah, just, we get a lot more, like, bad depiction of Rosalie in this chapter this week, too. Yay. Yeah, we yeah. Um, Next up is an email titled Different Perspectives from Carlian, who I believe is a, a first-time writer. Mm-hmm. So thank oh, you. Uh, and it's like a, a parallel. The only other perspective I would love to see would be Rosalie's. Her and Bella okay. did not see eye-to-eye for almost the whole series, and yet they agree on sparkle emoji sparkle emoji baby but i want to know how rosalie processed those feelings of going from man this girl's an idiot to hey she's my sister-in-law not by choice but she did save my brother after i caused him to want to unalive himself and then like it would be so interesting to watch her become bella's actual cheerleader and become friends with her I basically agree. i feel like smire agree Smire just hates the thought of any girls interacting, even platonically, and that really shorted us as an audience for some yeah. great storytelling. Yeah. I mean, totally accurate because also we've gotten no Alice yeah. in these chapters either. So no yeah, excellent take. Just people hating Leah. It's just all, boys all, yeah. talking about yeah. Bella is yeah. this whole section. Boys loving yeah. Bella and hating every other woman who's around. Yep, <laughs> that's all that happens. Oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> and then the last one for this batch is from our pal CJ. Uh, Hi, CJ. I really, I really love the subject line on this one. Please hire me as resident lore consultant. I know all these things you're asking, and I'm dying here with no one to share them with. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> truly, every time we ask, like, a dumb question, CJ emails us, like, here's Guys. what the illustrated guide says. A book that you all have access yeah, like, to. I really do feel like sometimes we're, the, like, the least qualified fans to be yeah, yeah, truly. making this podcast. I remember so many details about Twilight. Yeah. But by the time we get into... I only read Breaking Dawn once, and it was a hate read entirely. So. CJ starts by saying, 
Loved that experimental bit in the last episode at 3120. It really made me think Olivia and Maya have been figments of Maya's imagination. (laughs) My mouth stayed open for that entire segment. (laughs) Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I really... Here's the thing. If I, like, hadn't known what was wrong and I had read CJ's email at that time, I'd be like, what is... What is CJ even talking about? <laughs> LOL, whatever. <laughs> I'm Would so sorry, guys. Uh, you know, it really, like, all of our jokes about not knowing how to do this. Yeah, they really... They're all true. <laughs> yeah, they're all true. We still don't know um, what we're doing. Okay, anyways. Anyway, CJ has, like, a differing perspective on the birth scene, because we mm-hmm. hate it, and CJ does not. Anyway, it's so funny hearing that you consider the birth scene the jump the shark moment of the book when it's one of my favorite parts in the whole series. I mean, they are vampires after all. Sure. It would be weird if the series had zero horror moments and you're only going to have that one that doesn't, oh sorry, you're only going to have one that doesn't happen off screen, might as well go big with it, you know? (laughs) I guess. I respect that opinion. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I'm still really mad that the gore that we got in this vampire book is what this is birth. a cesarean birth by like is it vampire gore i would rather right. somebody just die a killing spree right i guess we get like very very little of that we get a little bit of people being ripped apart like at the end of eclipse we get like right then cj and it's like oh they're stone so it's yeah. like kind of and then there's no gore oh what is that you got your human wife front what, what am i looking at i can't really tell <laughs> um CJ sent a meme. It's like a weird kind of like silvery face covered in flames. And it says that face when you get your human wife pregnant with a vampire baby. <laughs> Wait, is that what TFW means? I've never known. I've been trying oh to get that acronym forever. Yeah, I was like, TFW, the... F- uh... <laughs> that reminds me. That gives the vibes. <laughs> yes, it gives the vibes of Hank Green thing, thinking that the acronym for "if you know, you know" was just a new way to laugh. Like it was the new tee hee hee. Do you think he was like using it? I think that he, he might have put it on a video or two. If you know, you know at the end of, like, yeah. every one of his, like, texts. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, my God. All right. Let's get to it. Whose turn is it? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think it might be my turn. I think it is, too. Okay. Yeah, I did last week. Um, let me pull up my ebook. Scroll and we scroll and we scroll. Wow. Okay, chapter 12. Some people just don't grasp the concept of unwelcome. I feel like she's already. I mean, I really feel like, Jacob, you should grasp the concept of unwelcome. (laughs) But. Alright. Anyway, so. We start the chapter off, you know, Jacob and Seth were doing their patrols because the, um, the other pack now, not Jacob's mm-hmm. pack, the other pack hasn't attacked yet. Um, and so Jacob and Seth are just like patrolling, wondering when that's going to happen when Jacob is woken up by Seth howling and he jumps up, runs, what's going on? And it's Leah. Leah's there's a wolf. And they can hear her thoughts, which essentially means that she's joined their pack, which honestly, at first is very puzzling because um, Leah and Jacob hate each other. And, but I did really appreciate this little like bit of Leah that we finally get in this goddamn series. Um, Essentially, Leah... Uh, would rather be part of Jacob's pack with his with her brother than have to be part of Sam's pack. If y'all remember, uh, they used to be a little item, and then Sam uh, imprinted on Emily, right? Um, yeah. And so <laughs> Leah's still been in love this whole time, and can also hear all his thoughts, and essentially can also hear when that like he would just like rather her not be there, which like yeah. And apparently <laughs> Sam is just like a dick to her like, all the time. Even which like me. cool. Yeah, no. Like yeah, honestly, like this was a great perspective on Leah. Um, it was pretty painful. 
Um, anyway, so Jacob essentially is like very, uh, what's the word? Very reluctantly has Leah in the pack, and she like and Seth go off and do a patrol. Um, oh, and she also gives them intel. They're like, well, now that they're down us three, um, the pack is probably not gonna attack anytime soon. Um, so they're probably just trying to like regroup and figure out what to do. So then Jacob turns into a human and goes to the Collins, and he talks to Carlisle for a bit, and he continues to be extremely surprised with, like, how much he likes Carlisle. <laughs> um, but he gets like, get over down. it. You guys are, like, friends. <laughs> like, that's your pal. <laughs> uh, but Carlisle gives uh, Jake the rundown of how not well Bella is doing. You know, they're trying to, like, give her some sustenance, but she isn't taking any of it, and that fetus um also is not taking any of it so they're essentially starving to death and carl's like i just can't figure out what they want (laughs) (laughs) and feel like all of us being like you're a fucking idiot (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) and jacob even has a thought um he's like yeah it wants death and blood and then uh, Edward, like, comes out. And he's like, actually, that's a really interesting thought that Jacob just had. How about we try giving uh, the fetus and Bella some blood? Um, and everyone's like, oh, my God, that's the most disgusting thing we've ever heard of. Um, I would say not as disgusting as talking about forcing an abortion on someone who's unwilling, but whatever. Um, and Rosalie also comes out, and she's like, oh, wait. That kind of might work. I'm all for it because the only thing I care about is this baby. Um, and Jacob's like, I don't know, man. This is super gross. And Rosalie's is like, okay, but if it's going to save the baby, Bella's going to be up for it. And so Edward's like, okay, yeah, this is up for up to Bella. So they go in and Bella doesn't look good. Um, she looks kind of dead except for her giant mountain of a belly. And... Um, and Edward's like, I have a horrible, terrible idea. Um, <laughs> what if you drank blood? And Bella's like, oh yeah, go get me a bear. And they're like, mm, no, uh, the baby will probably want human blood. So they go get like a, a bag of, oh, whatever, whatever Bella's blood type is that they had on hand. And Bella's like, yeah, okay. Um, I will drink that blood. And that is the chapter. <laughs> Good job. Eight. Eight out of ten. I give you a seven only because you skipped over the stuff about how, like, Carlisle doesn't know anything about the baby because he can't get through the sack. I forgot about the chromosomes. If only he could study the amniotic fluid and figure out how many chromosomes it has, then maybe he could figure out what it wants. All right, so my review for you is an eight like your review but my review of my grade i'm gonna have to lower because i did forget that so i'm gonna give myself a five. <laughs> oh, we like literally we like kind of talked about that before we even started this episode so yeah like, melissa was like um we're gonna need a science olivia and i was like well, I know, that's like, bad because science olivia science olivia is very mediocre expert. and rusty and just pretend that she knows anything about science so right. i did some googling <gasps> oh thank I God. if i if i had finished reading helpful. more than three minutes before recording i would have googled <laughs> some things about chromosomes too right so, so okay let I give me myself a my zero recap. on research my, my amended recap is humans have 23 chromosomal pairs and Carlisle has apparently done research in the past to find out that vampires have 25 chromosomal pairs, which like sounds like a lot. Um, but we've got no intake on that up until now. And then he also apparently found out that Jacob has 24 chromosomal pairs. Um, it's interesting because we were saying in a previous episode, like what, Carlisle never like shaved off a little bit of a little chunk of skin right. and oh, investigated he and he, he did, did. Right. he did and he did and he and but that just honestly brings up a lot more questions about how this whole situation came about anyway so but we can we can get there um should we start with the dumb leah yeah, stuff let, i guess let, yeah we'll start from the beginning <gasps> wait no it's time to be real what you're on you be, be real, real? I'm What's on that? Be Real. It's a new app. 
I've never been on it. Oh Let God, me try to explain so it. Oh my be God. real. I have to be fake really quickly. Where what? it gives you a notification and then you have a very small amount of time to take a picture and post it and that's your only chance to post all day. Why? You have two minutes. Two minutes. And I Because it forces you to be real instead of being highly curated. And people, like, follow you, friend you? I guess. Is it like Snapchat? Like your friends do. Um, I recently found out that Be Real will show people how many times you retook the photo, and I didn't know that, and I was being (laughs) fake as hell and retaking it so many times. Because you okay, gotta well, be this, real. This app, no, this app would just make me be fake just constantly so that I could appear to be real. Don't, do you have to take it in the app? Like, you can't upload it? Yeah, you have to take it in the app, and it takes a picture of whatever is in front. Like, it uses your front camera and your, like, other camera at the same time. Oh, my God. So it takes your face and whatever is in front of you. Weird. See, I would just be done up constantly. So, like, yeah, look at how real I am and how pretty I am while but, being real. I'm yeah, so but real. you don't know what two minutes is going to be in the day. Yeah, yeah, you that's why you're just always coming. on. I mean, good luck with that. Have fun. Imagine right. be real in the Twilight world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how did you hear about this app? How come I haven't heard of it? Okay, so, like, the youths have been on it for, like, two years already. What? So now it's reaching people our age. And I haven't even uh, heard of it yet. And in a few years, like, the people older than us will be on it. Uh, this is it. This is it. This is this is my old reckoning. It's happening right now. Really? This is the right first time you've felt this? Yeah. I literally have not even heard of this app. And, like, you are on it and you're using it. You've heard of it. I have okay. heard nothing. Okay, but the way – you want to know the way that I, I heard about it? I heard about it from one of the only other podcasts I listen to, which is Dear Hank and John. Which Hank and John know about it? Yeah. Which, like and that I don't it. Old, way older than us. Oh, my God. I'm having, like, a panic attack. <laughs> don't worry. We'll, well go back to our it. nostalgia podcast about Twilight. I'm not done up enough to be real yet. <laughs> <laughs> then dodge your face out of the photo. All right, fam. We gotta we gotta refocus. Yeah, we here. gotta, we do gotta this refocus. Okay. So Leah shows up. Out. Jake is a dick about it. <laughs> Leah's He's sort so of a rude. dick back, but like you know what? She deserves it. Yeah, she's um, allowed. I feel like... I was just gonna say, there's, like, a lot in this scene of Jacob being, like, yeah, like, we're dick to Leah, but she brought it on herself. Yes. And I'm, like, I think he's not bitter. That's exactly what he says. And I was, like, you know what? That's, like, victim blaming. Here's what he says. I found it. I was, like, you bitch-ass hoe. Okay. I'm gonna give you the full (laughs) context. Seth says, oh, Leah, you ruin everything. Yeah, I know, she told him, and the thought was loaded with the heaviness of her despair. I felt the pain in the three little words, and it was more than I would have guessed. I didn't want to feel that. I didn't want to feel bad for her. Sure, the pack was rough on her, but she brought it all on herself with the bitterness that tainted her every thought and made being in her head a nightmare. That's like, yeah, we're dicks to so her, pleasant. but she has the audacity to have emotions about us being dicks to her every moment of her life. How dare she? And, like, Jake, you think you're pleasant to listen to every day? Everyone complains about how you're a nightmare to listen to. And yet, they aren't mean to Jake about it. No. No. They're like, yeah, you're fucking annoying, but they aren't like, we don't want you here. We wish you were not like, we we hate you. Yeah. Yeah, no one wishes that you just weren't around, which is how everyone apparently feels about Leah, including Sam, the person who she apparently still loves quote loves her even though he didn't imprint on her no i feel like like i feel like they don't say that they say that leah loves him yeah sam just wishes that leah wasn't around which like i get at the end but i think he was lying i get that like yeah it would be like less complicated if she wasn't around but you have like no pity or remorse or like complicated feelings like it's out of sam's hands he was in love with leah and then totally out of his hands dumped her for her own cousin like wouldn't you feel 
guilty about that, even if it was, like, a what magical thing out of your hands. It's so infuriating about all of this is that, like, these this group of people seems to have, like, absolutely no empathy for one another, and yet yeah. they're literally in each other's heads and feel yeah. everything that each other's feeling. So, like, right. if any if any group of people is going to be able to have empathy for, like, their literal brother-slash-sister packmate, it would be these guys. But, like... I don't know if that just speaks to how, like, completely unempathetic they are, that even in each other's heads. I think like, it's the misogyny. I mean, because sure. they do have, like, empathy for Jacob. Like, they they do feel for Jacob in a way that they don't feel for Leah, even though their behavior is very much the same. So I think it's just a function of their misogyny. They're yes. like... You, as a woman, shouldn't even be able to turn into a vampire. Like, right. you shouldn't be here. We Wait, shouldn't what? have to put up with your bitterness. This is, like, an extra trial that we shouldn't have to deal with. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and, like, may- so maybe some, like, heteronormativity of, like, oh, things would be less complicated if this was, like, a single gender environment right. like it's supposed to be. And, like, you came in and made it all complicated and weird because you were in love with Sam and you've ruined this, like, boys club. It does make me kind of wish for, like, a a pack in which Leah was changed, like, much earlier. Like, earlier Mm. than a lot of the guys. And then maybe she would, like, inherit some kind of, you know, So she was on the inside for a different reason? Right. I think that would have been cool. But. I would want that, but I feel like from what we've gotten of the pack, I feel like what's more likely to happen is these other boys would change and become werewolves, and they would just take a place in the pack, like, above Leah, even mm. still. And Maybe. it would be like, great, Unless so she doesn't even get, like, seniority perks. Unless she had buy-in from a male member. Right. Like, if she and Sam were together, it would be very different. Yeah. Right. Right. But this raises, I think, a very important thing that she says. Um, Leah says, actually, Mr. Alpha, I am staying. Because since apparently I have to belong to someone and don't think I haven't tried breaking off on my own, you know yourself how well that doesn't work. I choose you. Which relates back to our conversation last week about how not just anybody can fuck off and leave. She's tried to just fuck off and leave. And she is unable to, and Jacob is only able to because of her his, like, stupid alpha bloodline thing. But, like, thing. then why is Sam still able to be an alpha? I think it's, like, once you are an alpha, you're an alpha. You can't un-alpha an alpha. Unless you get beaten. Like, if Jacob had had fought him, I my personal opinion is that if Jacob had fought him and won, and everybody around in the situation was like, yeah, you won, now you're the alpha... Sam would no longer be an alpha. I agree. I think it's stupid logic. I think it's like, like, you know, animal pack logic and not, like, magical world logic. But it is magical world logic of two alphas if, like, one alpha broke off and now there's two packs, but this person can't break off and just create her own pack. Like, that that seems like something that you would be able to do in animal world. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, like, magic thing. Just extra magic rules. Um, Um, he also, Jake also, um, begins to feel sympathy for Sam ordering people around, which, if you'll remember, two seconds ago, he was like, I would never Never. i'm uh, that's a horrible thing to do and i never would do it now and now he's like how are you supposed to get anything done (laughs) (laughs) this kid has no imagination none (laughs) i i mean like it was he you did get you know his little thought process of like yeah this is exactly what i didn't want in becoming an alpha which is becoming the boss and having responsibility and having to like have plans yeah (laughs) i can't just like react to them and be angry about them now i have to like come up with my own he doesn't want to do that it's like too bad you don't always get what you want (laughs) (laughs) like yeah bummer 
This is also a nice segue to his conversation with Carlisle. Um, last week, Maya was like, hmm, I wonder if Jake will put together the fact that his will is being taken away from him and how that is related to Bella and her wanting to make her own decisions. And I was like, yeah, I doubt it. That'll never happen. And then it, like, kind of almost yeah. does. Hey, it kind of ha- it kind of happens. Um, they're not really talking about the baby and the abortion. They're talking about Bella dying. It, right. You know, it's all, like, wrapped up together. So Jacob is like, you're going to let her die. And Carlisle kind of thinks for a second. And he says, I can imagine what you think of me for that. But I can't ignore her will. It wouldn't be right to make such a choice for her. To force her. And Jacob, internally, is like, I wanted to be angry with him, but he was making it hard. It was like he was throwing my own words back at me, just scrambled up. They'd sounded right before, but they couldn't be right now. Not with Bella dying. Still, I remembered how it felt to be broken on the ground under Sam, to have no choice but to be involved in the murder of someone I loved. It wasn't the same, though. Sam was wrong. And Bella loved things she shouldn't. So the ending is obviously dumb, but... (laughs) (laughs) You're like... He's like, oh, it's kind of the same. He's like, but no, Bella's still <laughs> No, <gone."> totally different, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Even though, like, all the time, Jacob is telling us that he shouldn't love Bella. Yeah. Like, Bella only <laughs> hurts him. Bella doesn't want him. Bella's married. It's like, okay, well, you shouldn't love Bella then. So <laughs> keep it moving. Uh, yeah. And also... Truly, if we had just read these two chapters together, it would have been together. a very different experience. It I feel like we ha- so many questions. We have to emphasize that Carlisle is like, there's a chance she's alive if her heart can make it. Because, like, I was too busy reading about clinical death. Right. But, which, if you listened to the episode really early, you didn't hear. Um, but Maya's point really was, like, her heart has to be beating to pump the venom well, around. That's and that right. is the key. Just Sorry, put her on... On, on a, life support now. I see your point, but what I'm getting from what Carlisle says here, he says, I've seen, did you just read this? No. no. I've seen vampire venom work miracles, but there are conditions that even venom cannot overcome. Her heart is working too hard now. If it should fail, there won't be anything for me to do. So the impression I got from that is like, the venom can fix a lot of stuff, but like if you're brain dead, it can't like heal your brain. And if mm-hmm. your heart has is like at the point of giving up venom isn't gonna fix your heart like either it, so even yeah. if you were moving venom throughout it sounds like it just like wouldn't work anymore there is a point where it's too late i just i don't know i feel like oh you know if bella was really like i want to make it for you want to loophole it right <laughs> i'd just be like okay girlfriend let's just induce you in a coma early on and then, then get you on my support, labor. and then induce labor, Ooh. and then change you. <laughs> Ooh. That's a risky proposition. <laughs> I mean, yes, but it seems... And this isn't? <laughs> <laughs> right, as far as risky propositions go, this seems the unriskiest. <laughs> but it's all just too complicated, because conveniently... They cannot tell anything about this baby because its amniotic sac is so thick that they can't do an ultrasound. They can't put a needle through it. He doesn't know shit about this baby. Right. And Rosalie won't let them do anything. They won't. Yeah. She won't let them like try to stick a needle in it. Right. This is, I think this is stupid. Uh, So (laughs) Carlisle says, the more I know about the fetus, the better I can estimate what it will be capable of. What I wouldn't give for even a little amniotic fluid, if I knew even the chromosomal count. Now let's follow his logic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what ends up happening is Jacob is like, Ooh, ha- how many chromosomes? What do you mean? And he's like, all right, well, we vampires have 25, you werewolves have 24, humans have 23. Right now, you don't know what the count is. So let's assume it's got to be 23, 24, 25. <laughs> Just try something for each of those scenarios. Right. If it were 25, what would you do? How would your treatment right. change? Like, Right. Like, yeah, like he, the thing. He's acting like he has absolutely no idea what the chromosomal count could be, and therefore that options are unlimited. And he says, I wish I could get a better idea of what exactly it is. 
the fetus is well protected. I haven't been able to produce an ultrasonic ultrasonic image blah 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 it's like it's a half vampire right they're tr- they're still being like no this is a super vampire a we don't know what the vampire. fuck is going on <laughs> like it's a half a vampire that's it's half it's it's it's, half vampire. it's like <laughs> do y'all know how genetics work <laughs> but they're like get this the shouldn't be square just get the possible square it'd be human human vampire vampire <laughs> <laughs> But know, they're like, like, what if your, like, square ends up... It's like, listen, I, you know, you take two parents, you make a baby. You don't know what it's going to look like. There's many options, but they are limited options. It's not like it could come out and I- funny. It's <laughs> going to be part of that person and part of that person. Right. There's only so many options here. Right. But Carlisle and- is really thrown because he says... I thought this chromosomal difference meant that our species were almost completely different. Less related than a lion and a house cat. But this new life, well, it suggests that we're more genetically compatible than I thought. It's like, I mean, clearly, dude. So that means half vampire, half human. (laughs) Also, lions and... No, I don't want to say anything dumb. I know, I don't want to say anything and then be like, no, you're literally stupid. Um, oh, I really wish I had the section from Discovery of Witches where uh, Matthew about talks about this. and stuff. Because he also has a, he has a whole chapter, like, dedicated to him talking about, like, the chromosomal differences between humans and vampires. And, uh, oh, I wish I had that. Not that his could be any more accurate than Carlisle's. <laughs> In this scenario, but it just made sense the way that that was written, and this just continues to not make any sense to me. What uh, googling did you do, Maya? I googled why do the Twilight vampires have extra chromosomes? <laughs> What'd you uh, get? The answer, in retrospect, is very obvious. That's where their like super strength and super hearing and mm-hmm. like all their super abilities are like coded. But do you need two more chromosomal pairs for that? Okay, here's the thing. I, guess. I actually wanted to say that she sets it up like, okay, well, humans are this many, and then werewolves are a little bit better, and then vampires are better than both of them. I but, wanted to talk about that, too. The construction really feels like vampires are most powerful, so all you werewolves so, that think you can fight us, just yeah. know we have but an extra chromosome. That's extra chromosome not pair. how chromosomes work right. at all all right that's what i thought too pineapples have more chromosomes than us (laughs) um a strawberry has more chromosomes than us i'm just googling around polar bears more chromosomes i don't Uh, think polar bear could totally take us out that (laughs) a prawn more chromosomes than us A prawn can take out a lot of people as well. So unrelated to, like, your abilities. (laughs) To, like, being extra strong. Yeah, so just want to put that out there. (laughs) According to the internet, in this fictional world, that's why they have extra chromosomes. I want to Google whether things with different chromosome counts can... Be related to each other? No, can can create... Oh, can create life. life. Which seems like a thing I should definitely know, but I I don't. Oh, I'm so far removed from biology class. Yeah, I mean, I didn't retain any of that, and I'm doing just fine. I I retained the Punnett squares. (laughs) Um, Jacob says, I wonder what my chromosomes are like. And Carlisle's like, I might have checked. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, sorry, I didn't ask. And I was like, that seems like another doctor patient confidentiality thing but yeah no i was fine with that i was like carlisle is all of us if we were curious we would all secretly take a little bit of hair and do a little check okay i i want to give you this information that i've gotten from berkeley.edu mammals with different numbers of chromosomes cannot produce fertile offspring offspring but amphibians fish plants and yeast sometimes can so they could produce off it's like a you know like a mule so Renesmee might be infertile since they're Interesting. all. Interesting. If vampires which, are mammals. I mean, she's knows? written by Stephanie Meyer, so she is certainly not she's infertile. Definitely fertile. <laughs> yeah. Definitely extra fertile. Yeah. Super fertile. But anyways, that's the, that's the mediocre science portion. 
of yeah. this episode. Well, not completely. We still have to talk about Bella drinking blood. <laughs> so, Jacob thinks to himself, yeah, I know what this thing wants. It wants blood and to destroy yeah, everything like, I care about because this is about me. I just don't know what it wants. What could it possibly, what could it possibly want? want? We're trying to give Bella everything that she could possibly need. <laughs> and yet the two of them are starving. I know that I've made this point before, but I, like, kind of understand the confusion. It is, it is true. Yes. yes. No, because I don't. the fetus gets everything it needs from, from the, mother. the mother. So it's yeah. like, you yes. give the mother all the nutrients that or the whatever. And whatever nutrients are in blood go into the fetus. It's not like Bella's drinking blood and it's going from her digestive tract, right. like, down into the amniotic sac and then Renesmee swimming around into the placenta (laughs) that's not happening right and so like like, i kind of get it does a human could a human metabolize what is in blood i don't know the answer to that maybe she can haven't they like been running blood tests on like when they see that her blood was depleted of blood things like even by that logic right Like like iron and through the placenta Renesmee has been sucking all of the blood stuff that the vampire part of her needs. So Bella's blood should be depleted. Right. Can Bella's blood be, like, renewed by drinking blood? I have no idea if we have the ability to metabolize blood. I feel like probably fucking not. I probably don't think so. (laughs) That I don't want to Google. I don't want that in my search history. I will not be Googling can humans metabolize blood. They put it in your veins. They don't get yeah, they put it straight drink. in the yeah. Well, that just well, seems also like faster. Because if you were given an option, more efficient. <laughs> but they but are I like part of the conversation is like, okay, well, how are we gonna do this? And they're like, well, we should well, just do it the old-fashioned, fast way, and she should drink it. But it does like seem like she's way. still human, so maybe you should like blood transfusion. Her I know. First. But the fast way seems like a blood transfusion, not having yeah. her drink it. I mean, fat, literally fastest. Yeah, here, drink this blood bag. But like, I don't know. But like, but simplest it, is probably transfusion. Like, I don't know that you can count it as fastest if, it, if it's not in, going to work. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it just, does like, sits work, in her but stomach. it's stupid that it works. Right. <laughs> um, I'm like, fastest still seems like a transfusion, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> and they're saying, like, Bella's knocking on death's door. Like, we don't have time to try an IV. Like, she should just do she that at the same fucking one. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like, she doesn't have a blood transfusion right. set like, she has still, like a regular iv but it's still like it cannot take you guys more than a few minutes to yeah, get her to set up for a blood transfusion. okay but also like, i don't think that's gonna make or break it having her just drink blood why don't they just put blood in the iv that's already hooked just up both. to her <laughs> they could be doing both at the same time there are listen you know what either. you know what i'm giving them a pass because <laughs> blood transfusion is no fun Okay, it's only oh, interesting sure. <laughs> if Bella has to drink it because then we get to have all of them be like, "Ew, that's gross." Okay, Monster their reaction to repulsive. her drinking blood is honestly—it's really just Edward and Jacob. They're like, "That's it's monstrous." It. Yeah, and I was like, "Edward is like this it's is like monstrous. the least monstrous thing about this whole situation." Honestly, <laughs> no, I think it's pretty fucking repulsive. <laughs> Just, like, out of, I don't know, out of all the things that they've already done, like, being, like, we're gonna ask you to drink some blood now. Just, like, just doesn't even, I... it's just, like, another, it's another, hey, another, what is, what is an analogy I'm looking for? I don't know. I was about to say another needle on the haystack, but that's not it. Another straw on the camel's another back? Another straw on the camel's back. <laughs> I really appreciate that Bella is, like, I mean, sure. Yeah. Why not? I, that's how I, was I like, feel about I it. I was ready to do this in like three days, and we've been waiting. Exactly. If it weren't for this baby, I would already be drinking blood. She's like ready to drink a bear, and they're like, actually, we have some human blood set aside for you in bags, which, like, you know what? It's been Preferable. freely donated. Nobody Preferable. died for this blood, blood to exist for me. I feel differently because in the scenario where she is a vampire, Blood is food. It the, just is different. The physical experience of it for her 
is presumably going to be point, different. Although I don't remember, I don't think that she finds it gross. I just no, I just she think likes that it. At this point, you know when like things are just absolutely awful, and they're like, "Listen, you're gonna have to drink some blood." I'd be like, "Yeah, that's gross," but like she's ready to die. Yeah, I'm like, like she <laughs> literally thinks she's dying. This is nothing. It's nothing. All right, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this is skipping ahead a little, but, like, stay with me, because I think it's it's relevant to this conversation. Okay. So, even though I don't like this book, and every time I start reading, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I have to read a chapter, then I read another chapter. I know, um, you keep reading ahead. I know, you do keep reading I know, ahead. I don't know why, because I don't even it's like it. It's fucking compelling. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I am compelled to read ahead. So, they give it to her in a sippy cup, and my question, like, it has a straw. <laughs> my question to you guys, if you had to drink blood... Would you rather chug it. do like a chug? I do a chug. Or like do it through a straw so you don't have to see it. No, I'd chug. I think I would chug and just like get it down just faster. Like a shot. Yeah. Right, exactly. Maybe. Just the like, one thing about a straw is that if you do it right, you taste you it less. Just, right, put it straight back in your mouth. If throat. you like put it far back enough in your mouth. But it'll take longer, it'll but you might not have to though. taste it very much. But, like, That's you true. still, you would end up tasting some of it over a longer period of time, where I feel like if you chug it, you're just like... It's all at once. <gasps> and then you're good. But I feel like when I try to just, like, like do a shot or something, I end up tasting it so much. Well, like, that's I can't, why you, I'm gotta, not you like... gotta plug your nose. While doing a shot? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the idea is that... Imagine Melissa, like, in the club, like, let's do a round. <laughs> most of your taste comes from smell yeah it's just a really funny image i don't know of you i don't know what i would shot pick. like this i don't know what i would pick if i was this depleted i might feel like i couldn't handle trying to chug it i mean yeah honestly it might like, be like i need to sip something because right you I probably can't. need to sip it because if you and took too much it'd you be also overwhelming you also don't know if you're gonna like immediately barf it up that's true because it could true. be nasty like and this also, might not work I mean, of course, I haven't read ahead yet, but, you know, when I read this, my first, you know, thought was, oh, you know, Bella smells blood and she faints, so, like, yeah. this is going to be really difficult. Right. Um, obviously. <laughs> like, how she just hasn't mentioned that in three books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, but honestly, aren't we worried that if, like, blood comes too near her, she's going to pass out, she's and then what are we going to do? pass out before she has and a then chance what are we to gonna drink do? it. Yeah. Give her a fucking transfusion. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> <sighs> okay i think the only other thing we have to touch on is jacob's perception well, we of about... rosalie oh yeah, yeah rosalie I was um rosalie. which is that like oh she's just here for the baby she's trying to get this kid she doesn't care about bella she couldn't possibly care about bella she just wants this child for herself which is so unfair just, yeah it's just it's so, so lazy honestly it's so lazy and, like, it sort of feels like the narrative is pushing that, that, like, she does kind of seem like she doesn't care about Bella, and, yeah, it's yeah. just kind of, like, cheap. Like, I mean, I clearly... do think she cares more about the baby sure. than Bella. But, like, it, that's not the only Can thing that's happening here. we get some nuance here? here? Yeah. Like, things... There's like, dimension. that just continues along, like, Rosalie wanted a baby, and that's why she hates her life, and that's why she hates Bella, and that's all she wants. And now it's just, like, this same no, exact like... one note of, like... Oh, now that Bella has a baby inside of her, she cares about the baby inside of Bella. Right. It's just like... It really... Oh, go ahead. You know, it just would be so much more interesting, because, you know, obviously, if, like, Rosalie, who's been so jealous of Bella, even before this, then hears that Bella's having a baby with Edward, literally getting the one thing she wanted. Yeah. Like, if anything, like, it would be so cool to see, like, the dichotomy of like oh my god this bitch will not just like get out of my life and like stop taking all the things i want versus like oh this is my opportunity to like partake in something that i've wanted and like with someone who's now ostensibly in my family etc 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 like there's so many cool things that you could do yeah yeah and i feel like on one hand, it makes sense because Jacob, this is Jacob's perspective. I mean, yeah, and once he doesn't, again, fuck Jacob's He doesn't know everything that Bella knows, but Bella and Rosalie have, like, reached a truce previously already. Yeah. 
And that happened in a way that Rosalie was clear that, like, she was showing care for Bella. Mm -hmm. Like, she wasn't saying, I vote no to you being in this family because I hate you and I don't want to be around you. Right. She was like, I vote no because I don't want you to ruin your life. Right. Right. Like, I want better for you than this. Right. Like, like this depiction is, like, you know, two steps back. Yeah. From Instead of being the very complex, like, I have a lot of resentment for you. And I'm upset that this isn't my child, but I can still support you as a woman right. in your decision to have this and baby. Right. And I would love to have a baby in this family, and you're this family, and so yeah, I'm you're literally help. my sister-in-law anymore. Like, however I felt about it before, like you guys got married, and right. Edward is my brother, so like that's my fucking nephew. So like, what I can do as a woman is back you up and and right support my nephew. Right, and and yeah, it is. I mean, it makes sense coming from Jacob's perspective that that's also what it gets boiled down to. But like, I think I just I think the narrative backs up his assumptions. It's I mean, not it like does. it's yes. not like his interior monologue right. is like thinking this thing, and then you right. can kind of see through Rosalie's actions. Right. The way her actions are described, or like, yeah, he's correct. Yes. She exactly. doesn't ask about what Bella wants. She's just like, oh well, if it's up to Bella, she's gonna pick this, and that's what's. Right. I want for the baby, so that's what we should do is ask Bella, because exactly. she'll pick the thing that I want her to pick. Right. It's just really unfortunate. And once again, Alice is nowhere to be seen. Nope. Nope. She's mentioned, I think, once, like, yeah, she's, like, like her name indoors, gets like, murmuring. Right. So, uh, yeah, Bella's ready. I'm ready for Bella to drink some blood. Honestly. I'm ready for it. They figured it out. They solved the mystery. What is it? It's a half vampire. It's a half vampire. Good job. Dummies. <laughs> Alright, best sentence, worst sentence. I have my worst sentence locked and loaded. Oh my god. Okay, go. Go for it. I just have to find it. It's, it's locked and loaded in my brain, but not in front of my face. <laughs> oh my god, where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, Carlisle is talking to Jacob, and he's like... Your family's divergence from humanity is much more interesting. Magical, almost. Jacob says, bibbity bobbity boo <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fucking stupid. I think that's a dumb response. I agree. <laughs> Silly. It doesn't fit the moment. It's like the weirdest first magical thing for him to say. I've got my worst. Um, this is when Leah has shown up and the vamp vampires the werewolves are thinking their thoughts to each other uh and they're saying jacob is saying to leah like what happened after we left uh and leah says lots of howling but you probably heard that part it was so loud that it took us a while to figure out that we couldn't hear either of you anymore sam was dot 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 words failed her but we could see it in her head both seth and i cringed that was my worst sam was too. what it was what <laughs> We can't see it in her head. <laughs> was he mad? Was he like he's sad? sad? Like, did he feel betrayed? He, what was he? What was it? <laughs> was he like embarrassed? What I was he? <laughs> Hate it. Like, oh my god, so careless. She forgot that we were working with an audio medium and didn't paint a picture with her words. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'll see if I can find another worse. I don't know that I even have a best, so. I've got one. Go ahead and have one. Yeah. All right, I'll read my best. Okay. Okay. Carlisle is um, sort of like floating the idea of what Jacob has thought of. They're sort of like, don't want to quite tell her. Carlisle is like, it won't be pleasant, but. But it will help the baby, Rosalie interrupted eagerly. We've thought of a better way to feed him. Maybe. Bella's eyelids fluttered. Then she coughed out a weak chuckle. Not pleasant, she whispered. Gosh, that'll be such a change. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked that Bella has like two lines in this chapter, but like they're both little Bella one-liner jokes. I miss, I think I miss Bella. I miss Bella. I do. (laughs) 
Um, my best is what is is a Leah sentence because we finally kind of get what she's been feeling this whole time, and we I think we already read it, but Seth is like, "Oh, Leah, you ruin everything," and she's like, "Yeah, I know." She told him, and the thought was loaded with the heaviness of her despair. I was like, "Oh no, Leah." It's like that's one thing to say to your sibling in a normal sibling way, but like, it's just different. It's like, damn, that's unnecessary. Um, my best comes right after one that we've already read. It's when Carlisle is like, I've seen vampire venom work miracles, but there are conditions that even venom cannot overcome. Her heart is working too hard now. If it should fail, there won't be anything for me to do. Bella's heartbeat throbbed and faltered, giving an agonizing emphasis to his words. Um, I feel like that's like, good sense of timing, good sense Mm. of stakes and drama. Mm-hmm. I liked mm-hmm. it. Um, I haven't really found another worst, so. Thanks for um, hanging out and and suffering through all the um, blood and chromosomes. Um, email us with questions and comments at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash twilightphasepodcast. Thank you to our patrons, Melina Bridge. Melina, Bridget, Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Leamy, Melissa, Chance, King's Gambit, Miriam, Rachel, Danny, Olivia, Sabine, Hannah, and Fideo Linguini. Hey. Follow us at Twilight underscore Faith on Twitter and Insta and Twilight Faith Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Maya Merlette, cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mori. We'll be back next week, and if you don't like it, Bite me. Don't bite me. Bite me.